Welcome to the Scrubverse podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. about for MAGFest is that, uh, first of all, turn this fucking air conditioner off. I'm keeping that in. I, yeah, I hope you do. <laughs> uh, I just want to go to MAG, that's why I want to stay with you at MAGFest so we can record a podcast in the same room. Yeah, you would think that'd be amazing. That would actually be a nightmare editing wise for me because it's going to capture all of our collective fuck ups in real time and you will come up on my mic and I will come up on your mic and oh because we don't have a condenser right like an actual condenser yeah I, I'm, I'm not a real podcast guru or shit like no. that man i mean we fucking fake this I'm shit i'm a fucking we make fraud <laughs> yeah uh i saw earlier i was so i was talking to my wife earlier about that fucking area 51 raid yeah and i really just wanted the army to just mow everybody down <laughs> <laughs> Also, I love how the fact that 2 million people signed up for it and like 75 show or 750 showed up. Uh, no, there was so I was looking at some news articles uh, or like some news feeds earlier today and yesterday. Um, mm. There was multiple camps that were going on. It wasn't just one location. Oh, OK. Um, one of them was as big as 2000. So they're estimating that. There could have been anywhere between two thousand and thirty two hundred people out there. That still ain't two million. Where the fuck was everybody else? Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> These the, the people who are saying this shit are millennials. They know they don't have money. They can't travel. They're stuck wherever they're at. Everyone who showed up lives in Nevada. Uh yeah, and they were there for a music festival and it like that's the reason they went to Area fifty one. I mean, I think the music festival was Area 51 themed because oh. one of the uh, the feeds that I watched, like they do like this, uh, like this alien bullshit in Roswell and they moved it out to fucking uh, Area 51. Oh, we've been to Roswell and that place fucking sucks. Oh, I know because I lived there. Have you ever? OK, for audio listeners, if you've ever seen a fourth grade science fair project, that's what these museums for fucking Area oh, 51 in bro, Roswell I don't want to fucking hear it. Did you go to the goddamn mall? No, I didn't go to the mall. Okay, so it's been a while because the last time that I was in Roswell was about 1998. But everything is alien themed. The streets everything. are fucking alien The McDonald's. <laughs> yes, the McDonald's is alien themed. Like Roswell's two biggest exports is tourism and heroin. That's the two biggest things about Roswell. So if you're not, not a so junkie, different from Arkansas, <laughs> no, probably. Well, I don't know about the alien part. Uh, the heroin, the hair. <laughs> not. I'm sorry, heroin's a little too fancy for our blood. It's meth. <laughs> I watched a guy go over and turn the UFO uh, fucking exhibit on. I watched him go yep. over and flip the switch. So do I was still, like, Do they still have like that giant ass planetarium? Yep. They do. Do they I still? Went, we went through like three years ago and they had it. 
do they still like add all the fucking UFO bullshit in comparison to everything that they show on Earth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that's Area 51's garbage. Go to White Sands Missile Base. That shit's cool looking. You can go ride four wheelers out there. That's what's up. Yeah, White, we passed White Sands because you have to go through a. I mean, because that's really far down south, so you go through border checks. Mm-hmm. And I was driving. I had a. I was down in. Las Cruces, New Mexico, doing work and shit, and my I brought my wife came down there, and we were like, "Hey, let's go to Roswell," because my wife was like, "Let's just go." I was like, "Fuck it, whatever. Maybe we'll see an alien." And I was like, "No," but uh, on the way there, there was a security check, and we I was driving a Dodge Charger that I got as a rent. No, it was a Challenger, and I just pull up, and the guy looks at me, and he goes, you "U.S. citizens?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "All right, go." And then we're driving off. My wife was like, we could have had like so much cocaine in the back. I said, you need to shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> my window's still down. <laughs> but she's 100% right. They didn't even bring the dogs out or anything, man. Oh, you're lucky then, like your spouse isn't black because when Oh, Tiff yeah, you get the third through, degree. Oh, bro, we were going through Arizona and then into New Mexico and fucking, I think that's proper geography. Anyway. Um, y- yes. 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 So we were going, th- we were moving from California, from San Diego, going to North Carolina. We got stopped by every single fucking border patrol that went by. I went through perfectly fine. And after of the course. first time, because the first time that we got stopped, Tiff got like the fifth degree. Asking, <laughs> full cavity. Like full, <laughs> full cavity check, going through the car, everything. And I don't I know had- if your wife smokes, but she smoked after that cavity check. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's like every single time that I had to go to a border check after that, I'm like, the person behind me is my wife. This is her name. This is the address that we're going. Still fucking We ain't got time to do this shit. <laughs> Still yeah. fucking stopped her. Uh, apparently, Bruce Green went out there because, uh, I mean, he lives in L.A., so it wasn't that. It's like a four-hour drive. Who is Bruce Green? So, oh, from Funhouse. I don't oh. Know if yeah, Bruce I don't from Funhouse. I don't know. Well, formerly a Funhouse. So. That makes me sad. Don't. Don't say that. <laughs> I know. It kind of sucks, but they're still doing all right. But yeah. yeah, he uh he did pictures and I don't know if he did a live stream, but he uh they did pictures and shit out there and they're like, "We're here." And I was just like, "Man, oh, by the way, my niece had a uh her first like fourth grade dance last night. It was Area 51 themed." I'm just like, of "Oh yeah." It was. Yeah, they're going to do this as a meme. All right. Wait, they have fourth grade dances? I saw pictures and there was just people standing around. <laughs> like I mean, they're 10 right like why would you have a dance it makes no sense to me it's goofy tell them to go do like field day or some shit like that dude i remember field day field day was fucking that's where like i was never like an athletic child but that's where you fucking pulled out the a game Mm -hmm. like the the three like you dude you're outside all day it was fucking dope i'm not i'm not athletic with a ball by any means but if you tell me to go run or push something i'm there right yeah, that's that's that the too, benefit so. of being one of the big boys. And you fucking forget about it if we're going downhill. We're mm-hmm. going to win. <laughs> so. We're going to win or you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> one of the two things is going to happen. One of these things is going to happen and you have no control over it. So No. But yeah, Area 51, man, that's a meme that just came to life. That is yeah, so I goofy. mean, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, some people Someone actually... Got the n- <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> somebody actually like this group of people went down to where the gate, like the divider, yeah. and a bunch mm-hmm. of the uh, the airmen were out there, like making sure they don't pass by. They were doing Be Naruto too runs. Stupid. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it looked like they were good sports about it. So apparently they're going to do this every fucking year. Oh, great. You're going to have one guy stand in there one year that's just like, I'm done. I'm done with these motherfuckers. And someone's <laughs> going to get shot. And that's when I want to be paying attention. <laughs> you know, yeah, there was that one, the news reporter. That Nat Naruto run totally wasn't staged. No. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no. It's like, we need you to do one of these Naruto runs. I don't know what the fuck this Naruto shit is, but... You look young, so you know what that means. Are you talking about the one that was running all the way in the background and it's just yeah. like towards the end? It's just one no, guy. I don't believe that that was staged. I believe that, that was real, that that man was out on a fucking mission. Like all the other ones, like <laughs> there is there was other Naruto runs where they had them all line up for the camera and they all ran. And they had that mm-hmm. one fat guy with a hood over his face and his belly's hanging out and he's just oh, trying to, to make it. It was stupid. Oh, man, I used to be like I never did a Naruto run, but I used to be like that group that would like just hang out and do stupid shit like that. And I look back now and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) So that reminds me of when I was like in the fifth grade. I didn't do a stupid. It wasn't a Naruto run then, but I had been playing Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic ran like that. And so whenever we were playing tag, I tried doing it. And magically, it was faster. And I'm like, oh, it's faster if I hold my arms behind no. me. Oh, oh, yeah. But the thing is that nobody knew what the fuck it was. So they were just like, why is he running with his arms behind his back? I don't fucking know. So well, I got the, away the thing with it. Is, the thing is with that is if you fall, there's no time oh, to get your hands back. shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> just God forbid if you're on gravel. I mean, that's it's fucking stupid. I tell you what, well, that I, shit's aerodynamic. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Just like a fucking. Did you see? Have you ever seen the thing where uh, it was scientifically proven that a cow is more aerodynamic than like a Jeep Grand Cherokee or something like that? Oh, well, Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> They're trash. I they choose a cow. Yep. All right, Chris. I thought you were dead this week. So I where was. the fuck have you been? I I, I was. I got like six messages throughout the week from people like, hey, are you fucking alive? And I, I don't know if I've told or think I might have said something last week. I don't remember. I am on a detox that is pretty much clearing out my system. Mm-hmm. And for three days, I was basically bedridden where I was just sleeping. Like, your body was going into my withdrawals. body was like because it's between my diet, um, the hardcore exercise that I've been doing, which I've been out of the gym for three days because because of everything that's been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my body is just trying to recuperate. I'm starting to feel your body is again. not ready. <laughs> yeah, my body is not ready by any means. But like I said, I'm on this detox. I'm trying something new. Plus, with the way that I'm working out. I've had to change my scheduling because I used to do three days on one day off, but I'm now doing these pyramids where I do 50 reps, then 40, then 30, then 20, then 10, then 10, Mm. then 20, then 30, then 40, then 50. So I'm doing 300 reps of whatever the fuck that I'm doing. And then I superset that with something else while also doing the same exact thing. I was just tearing the shit out of my body. 
I never so want you to punch me. <laughs> it's all these different. Oh, I'm strong as shit now. Um, it's all these different things. I'll just kill you. Culminating <laughs> in the center. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I'm. I should be good now. Dude, we got to get you like super fucking buff, and then you can like. I want you to go to because we go to conventions all the time. We don't mm-hmm. go to conventions. I've realized to like enjoy ourselves anymore. We go to work. Yeah. And that's a real different like I'm going to this. Eh, Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we got to get you ripped as shit so you can go as Mike Hagar. And you just I would love to be Mike Hagar. I just you got to You got to shave the beard, but you got to do it. We got to get you a Freddie Mercury mustache and just get you a big ass lead pipe like fucking Kuze. You might need to just like do makeup on that one because my mustache (laughs) is shaved. Like, I'm already a patchy motherfucker. That's why I let it grow out, because I shaved a little bit, and you see right. all that shit on my sides. But I'll I'll do it. I don't fucking care. It's probably, like, one of the only motherfuckers I can fucking... Uh, this is our Mega Visions Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> Was Final Fight on the Sega console? Arcade, maybe? I don't know. No, because it was always... Uh, what's the other one? It's Capcom, right? Final Fight's Capcom. Capcom. Yeah, so that's... Never mind. Whatever. Um, Whatever. But being bedridden did not stop me from buying stupid shit and playing stupid shit. Uh, Have you ever played the Yu Yu Hakusho Dark Tournament game? Is that the one on PlayStation 2 or the suit? It's on the PlayStation 2. I think we talked about this before. I might own it, but I've also heard it's trash. Oh, it is the hottest of garbage. It you don't even have the cr- so is that no, just a clear no, case? No, this is this is a gray case. This is like a DVD to like some No manual. Like, Get the fuck out of here. Bro. Bro. <laughs> it's not even worth it to own the manual. So I remember playing that back in 2008, 2009 time frame. I was with my best friend in high school at the time, and he mm. was a huge Yu Haka show fan. And we right. played this and it was trash. Like we only played it for like thirty minutes, and then came even the back then you knew that it was trash. And then I was thinking back to it, and I'm like, I know this game is bad, but I don't remember the reason why. <laughs> the game works off of so when I play fighting games, the fighting games that I usually feel most comfortable with is ones that have like quarter circle movements. So Street Fighter, Guilty Gear, Blaze yeah. Blue. It's just. Those are the games that come natural to me. Any game, not arena fighters, not arena fighters, uh, not where you're just doing like all these wide movements. Uh, where you can, yeah, like that. Ultimate Ninja, whatever the other or ones. the D- or the older DBZ games, right, 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 the Tenkaichi games, mm-hmm. uh, or Budokai. That's what it is. Um, I'm just not good at them. This game is an arena fighter, but it's like really, really bad arena fighting. So there's there's a dedicated guard button, which is common for those games. But your uh-huh. guard button is also your crouching button, which is also your jumping button. What the fuck? Why would you <laughs> map three things to one button? So you have to hold the guard button and then hold up or down in order to jump or crouch. And then Ugh. there are certain moves that, like, for example, if I want to do a sweep, I have to hold X, hold down, then hit circle at a specific time because if I don't he'll just crouch down stand up and then kick (laughs) 
the story <laughs> mode for this game, which, by the way, is the only way that I know right now that you can unlock characters, the story mode has a mandatory tutorial where you have to learn all of Yusuke's moves. Uh, it was the worst. It was awful. How long is the tutorial? Uh, I mean, it's not that long. What the challenge is isn't necessarily learning the moves. It's fighting the controls in order to get the move to work because it doesn't tell you how you should be entering these inputs. Uh-huh. It's just like, hey, go ahead and do this. This is the notation. Okay, what does the notation mean? You have to go <laughs> skimming through like six pages of command lists, find the one okay. thing. I'm like, okay, what's the timing? Doesn't show you the timing. Now, it's PS2. They didn't really do that. You would have right. to need like a strategy guide for that shit. So I give it that. It's it's a relic of its era. But what really pisses me off is that it follows the Dark Tournament storyline beat for beat almost, like each of the uh -huh. major fights that you go through. So right. while I did this tutorial for Yusuke, you don't play as him until the Chu fight. That's really far into the tournament. <laughs> yeah. So you do the whole boat scene, which is like two or three fights. And then you do the entire first round, which is Kuwabara, Kurama, um, Hiei. and Hiei. Which Hiei's fight was completely stupid because it was just like, just execute the, the darkness dragon move. Yeah, because Instantly that's the whole reason kills. Yeah, because it's the one where that puts him out of commission for a little bit because he right. uses it too fucking early. Right. But the thing is, is that that fight took me like three or four times because you can't execute it because the controls are too fucking stupid. <laughs> it was dumb. That's so, the, that, the, that game comes from that era where all those anime that were like, they were big on like you or Toonami and stuff like that. They mm -hmm. started getting like PS2 releases. Like we actually started getting ports of them. Like yeah. I know I have two of the Full Metal Alchemist games on PlayStation 2. I don't think they're I actually have that worth game. a little bit of money. Yeah, uh, the Lupin the Third game. There's a couple of those on there too. I don't know mm -hmm. if they're any good. Like I own them, but I've never actually booted them up and played them. But I've heard, I've always heard bad things about this Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, game. the Yu Yu Hakusho game is really bad. Um, what really it's such a good me anime off, though? Yeah, I mean, anime studios doesn't mean you're, that you're going to be guaranteed a good developer. Like, True. This was this is Atari. Oh, okay. I don't know when Atari was good. I'll say this. I don't know when Atari was good, period. But I don't know when Atari was good for the PS2 era. I don't know what games that they made outside of, like, Yu Yu Hakusho in their anthology collections and shit. But the Chu fight specifically really pissed me off because you'll do the regular fight. And mm -hmm. then he'll be like, okay, let's do the, uh, the knife fight bullshit. Yeah, where you just don't move. So in the anime, it's really fucking cool. In the game, it's a fucking onslaught of, hey, you it's it's rock, paper, scissors. You have to hit the right button before I throw a specific type of punch. So it's either triangle, square, or circle. Good luck finding the fucking beat. So oh, man, two... I have a story about rock, paper, scissors, too, in my week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took me about 15, 20 minutes to find out what I'm supposed to start off with and then what's the next punch I'm supposed to throw and then my timing. It was just, oh. it was stupid. It was annoying. Is, it all, is whatever he does is always the same? It's not like... Yeah, so he'll constantly loop around 
And oh. that's that's the challenge because if you hit the wrong button, Chu is just going to beat the shit out of you and then just continue the combo because it's one, two, three, and you're barely yeah. going to have a chance to throw something out there. Right. So that that's you, Yu Hakusho. We also started playing uh, Fragile Dreams. Is that what's behind you right now? Yeah, this is the other one. Uh, it's some Wii let me, game. It's, let me see that cover. This is the alternate. Oh, okay. Maybe you know the original cover. Uh yes, I have seen that before. Yeah. So I was told there was supposed to be like some horror game. It's really more of an adventure RPG. My roommate wants to start getting back into streaming and he has approached me and trying to stream with him. It's nice. Just, I wanna do it, but it's just getting back into the whole streaming thing. It's just You need like, me to live with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like someone who streams all the time because He's also a novice at streaming. I only streamed for about like a month or two, and then all the bullshit happened. I just needed you, to. You streamed Grandia, and that was it. <laughs> oh, that was. I don't blame Grandia. I really don't blame Grandia. You did Legend of Dragoon too, but to its entirety, that was great though. Fucking yeah, you beat game. me because of fucking emulator issues, which is I would have fucking beat you regardless. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Twenty. <laughs> well, I put forty-seven. I would have done a two-day stream for that just to beat you. Okay, sure. I'm not gonna play that game for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's annoying because I have another friend. Uh, he's in my D and D group, and he's just like, "Oh man, we should come over and hang out because you have all these games." And I'm just like, "Yeah, sure, dude. Just, just come through. What do you want to play? Legend of Dragoon." I'm like, "Fuck, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to wait until January, and then it'll at least be a new year. Uh, yeah, seriously. You might, well, is- I think you might have you might have finished before last year. Um, I'd have to go check your VODs. No, those bitches are gone. Was, <laughs> I think it was... Well, I, I have the, U- the, the YouTube saves. The backups. The yeah. backups. I think that was in March. So. Oh, okay. But, yeah, he wants to play... His entire fucking character is based off of Dart. Oh. In d and I'm just like, you fucking weeb. Kill him. Kill him <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm not going to kill him. What else? Um, I... Had the privilege for the first time playing The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventure for the GameCube. With other With people? other people. Ah, okay. So, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, anytime that you, like, go through, like, a little tunnel, the, the map will show up on your, on your Game Boy. And you play yeah. off of your Game Boy and then you keep on going up. That game is hell. <laughs> With other people. So... Normally, when you play by yourself, you have control of all, all four links, and then you pick and choose what link you want to do, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this, when there's we played with two people, and we're going to be playing with four people, you get one party member, or you can steal party members. So if, if it's just the two of you, each of you has your bitch link. I can go okay. behind you and steal your link. So you have two bitch links. And then I have two and you have zero. I can also pick you up and just throw you off the cliff repeatedly. Oh, this so, sounds like when I played, uh, what's the one on Wii, the Super Mario Bros. game, where me and my buddy that lives that works for Blizzard literally cannot play those games because <laughs> we just piss each other off. And I threw him into some spikes and he almost punched me in the face. <laughs> it's very similar. So yeah. Seth and I were playing four swords adventure and i was really motivated to like okay let's let's do this let's let's finish the stage and he's played it previously with his brother and i guess all those 
demonic antics from his yesteryears came out because he just kept like, oh, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to throw you. Oh, I have this fire rod. I could set the enemy on fire, but I'm going to turn towards you because <laughs> I need to make sure that I have the most points at the end of the game because you get points based off how many enemies oh, you kill, no. uh, how many times you die, and then, you know, how many little force emblems you collect. So I was just like, all right, man. Sure. <laughs> Yeet <laughs> over and Yeet. over, over and over. But That's no, funny. That game is great. I also I love picked, games like that. Uh, I also picked up a Switch Mini with right. Link's Awakening. I've only gotten to the beginning. This is the first time I'm playing Link's, Link's Awakening. Um, I am stuck in the beginning because I got to figure out how to get past that fucking raccoon. I've never played it, so um, it's gorgeous. That's all yeah, I can it say looks right great. now. It is a gorgeous game. Uh, as for the Switch Mini itself, though, I got the Torquoise Switch Light. Switch Light. Switch Light. That's what it is. Switch Light. Yes. I'm getting it confused with the Genesis Mini. The yeah. Switch Light has the best D-pad. Really? The best D-pad. Just like, the way it's positioned and like yeah, everything around position, it? So the Switch Joy-Con sucks for D-pads. For fighting games, don't use a Joy-Con. Right. Um, because I, I can't, I can't go from like, I'm trying to do quarter circles and half circles and they're just three fucking buttons and it's not like a hit box where I can just touch it with each of my individual. It's, it's too loose. It's annoying. The, the pro controller, the problem with that is that the D pad kind of sits on a point. Yeah. So when you push down on it you have the tendency of leaning left and right because it's yep. still being leveraged on a point. So yep. it's really annoying playing games like Tetris 99 when you're trying to have more precise moves. The This D-pad has none of those issues. And I was playing Guilty Gear X2. It plays flawlessly. I was playing SNK Heroines for the first time. That game plays really fucking well. Yeah. Surprisingly, I, I'm surprised that that game is that good. But just well, on got, the Switch Mini, it's great yeah. too. Switch Lite, whatever. <laughs> you got uh, so you got your good D pad, but you just can't play it on TV. I am willing to sacrifice that. <laughs> Damn, that's a big it's, sacrifice. Yeah, it's a, my only issue with the Switch Lite. There you go. I was, about, is, I was ready to correct you. <laughs> <laughs> my only issue with the Switch Lite is I feel like it gets very hot when it's charging on the back end. Ooh. So when you touch the back, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. when it's like, like older I, phones, yeah, kind of like that. So if I go over to it right now and I go to touch the back of the the light, um, it can be very warm, and that kind of worries me. But I have a protection plan on it anyway, so it's as yeah, long yeah. as GameStop is open for the next six months, I can get a refund. <laughs> well, buddy, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, luckily there's no news about this week, so there, there's that. That's true. Did you see the uh, the store that was opening with after the remodel? No. Did did you Okay, so there was it was a guy on Twitch, I guess it was not Twitch, on Twitter. And uh I don't remember. So if you look for the tweet, it's out there somewhere, but the guy's doing it's uh the night before they're opening that store and he's walking through and showing it. And that GameStop looks like a place I would go and hang out. Really? Like, that place looks really cool. Like in the front they have a couch and a TV with a couple systems built in, and then in the middle of the store, it's kind of like how Hot Topics are, where in the middle of the store that's the registers. Okay. And then above the registers, it has four TVs. So that's where the TVs are that run the ads and all that shit. And then on the walls, they have like their small little 
uh, you know, their Switch section, the PS4 sections, and all that stuff. And then in the back, they have like four compute or though though they have four two computers, I think, where you can play PC games, and then two CRTs with like N64. Uh, GameCube, all that shit, and then in the middle of that is a huge like boardroom table, so you can play card games. Wow. I don't know where I don't know where this specific store is, but if this is how GameStop's gonna go, I th- and they have like a little very small section for all their merchandise, like all their T-shirts and all that shit. It's not cluttered like it is now. It looks this one specific store like i said i don't know if all these other stores are going to yeah, look I'd like be this really, but this one looked really good i would be really curious how that would work because my gamestop that i frequent is very thin right so this one like, was not it's in it's in a strip mall so i can yeah. see that going in a mall mm-hmm. or like one of those larger uh buildings Right. But for strip malls, because that's where our two GameStops are located, because we need two GameStops on the same street. Um, <laughs> that's that's how it is. So I'm after the podcast. And, I would say go look at that video. Yeah, and I'll try and find it and link it to you. They just did a remodel as well. So I don't know if they were just trying to move shit around because they have the wall of pop vinyls that they need. Man, we went into hot topic today, and and I was very surprised that they got. Their wall has shrunk considerably at my local Hot Topic. I don't know if that's all of them, but we walked in there, and it was just like just the certain ones, and it wasn't just that wall that goes all the way up to the top. Okay. I haven't been in a Hot Topic since, like, 02. I go in to look at band shirts to see if they have good deals on band T-shirts, and that's about it. Okay. They don't have my bands. I have to go on like Bandcamp in order to get that shit, and I have to pay a yep. premium on the fucking shipping, bitches. Yep. Uh, but finally, the Sega Genesis Mini. It has finally yeah. arrived. I have my US one right here. It's about the size of my hand, maybe a little bit smaller. Nice. Um, it's boom. Cool. Uh, it's everything that I wanted. It's perfect. The it's, best mini console. It is literally the best mini console. I'm really surprised that then you know how the um the NES mini had like those micro NES controllers yeah, yeah. and the micro. This is full size. Oh nice. This is this is full size. It's Were you I able to get like, the six button or just the three button? Well, my Japanese one is coming. And oh, okay. that one I'll have the six button. Plus the tower of power that goes along with it, which I fucking knew you were going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) I told you when we were talking about it, you were like, no, I don't think I will. I was like, no, I've known you six months and I know you're going to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Even Powell was asked, he was like, Chris, are you going to get the tower of power? And I'm like, probably. (laughs) I mean, we just have to see who the biggest Sega fan is in Mega Visions. And obviously it's you. (laughs) Mm, I don't know. I think I'm well-rounded. Yeah, I, th- I think Saudi I was talking. I was talking to my buddy about it. And I was like, "Man, I would really like to own one of these, but right now, I can't with the level of how much I am not that big. Like, I'm into Sega. Like, being mm-hmm. part of Mega Visions and stuff has gotten me more into it. But right now, I think I'm gonna hold off. I don't think that that's a bad idea. But I yeah. will say, when you do finally go to take the step to start collecting more Sega, start with the mini. Because yeah. it's going to have your staples. I mean, it's not oh, yeah. going to have Sonic Three, which that's which is so weird. It's it's not weird though. The reason is is because there's been there's like this ongoing thing 
and I believe it's connected to the Jackson family because Michael Jackson did all the music for oh, Sonic yeah. 3. Oh, yeah. So they don't release. They released it once. They released Sonic 3 once off the top of my head, maybe twice because I'm looking at like the Sonic uh, Mega Collection. Yeah. They released it for the virtual console on the Wii. That's and the then only. That, that, and the one I was playing on, on Steam. And the one that you were playing on Steam, yeah. So any other hopes for like a HD remake or, you know, hey, why don't you do what Christian Whitehead did with Sonic CD and Sonic 1 and 2? No. And I don't understand it because people have been asking for it forever. So. Yeah. I guess that makes people still want to go get those old cartridges. Yeah. But it solely for like Light Crusader and Beyond Oasis and uh Fantasy Star 4 um definitely definitely go pick it up. My only complaint is I feel like the controller is very sensitive. Um TJ was talking about how the D-pad wasn't as good as he thought it was going to be. No, the D-pad is not cuz I tried playing um Tetris mm. and this is not the way to play Tetris. So I'm going <laughs> to see how the 6 button controller is. Right. Compare it, and then maybe down the road get the RetroBit USB or RetroBit Bluetooth controller. See how that works. But uh, that's yeah, I forgot those are those are compatible. Mm-hmm. But that's that's it for me. Nice. Well, I'm gonna start off from the top with my week. Uh, I went and saw Promare. How was and that? This movie, and I probably already I told you, and you saw it on my tweet. I legitimately had tears in my eyes during this movie. And it wasn't tears of like sadness or like it was just tears of how euphoric and how like how euphoric the visuals and the music were and how much it was reminding me of my first time watching Girl Lagan cuz I can tell you right now like I used to say like hot, or like Cowboy Bebop was like my favorite. No, Girl Lagan is my favorite anime ever. And watching this I was just like you you have your Kamina figure that is Kamina like he's just totally Kamina he actually has no secret powers or anything like that he's just like a normal dude that just has a and I quote a firefighter's burning soul because that's the only thing that he burns because otherwise he's putting fires out because he's a firefighter okay so the whole thing is Promare about firefighting yes it is 100% about firefighting (laughs) okay the whole thing is I don't want to, so I can tell you the basics of it. I don't want to tell you the spoilers and all that. So uh, in the very beginning, you start seeing like uh, these pitch, these scenes of people in everyday life, like this one guy on a bus or on a subway, and he's just like super pissed because like who isn't? And then like you see this one person that like she's being like I get, and I'm not, this is gonna sound bad, but like it's one of those situations where she burned the roast or something like that, and the guy's just an asshole and beating the shit out of her. Another guy stuck in traffic. Well, they get so mad that they just spontaneously combust. And then come to find out it's not just them catching on fire. There's some interdimensional rift that has opened up. And now there are regular people in the world. And then there are people called the Burnish, which can control fire. Okay. And but they're also have been labeled as terrorists because a majority of them like are like down with the government and all that other shit. Anyway, then you have the, uh, what was it? The Burning Rescue, I think is what their crew is called. The Burning Rangers? 
No, it's not Bernie Rangers, but it's close. <laughs> but you have your Kamina figure. You have your Yoko figure. You don't have a Simone figure, but you have all these other characters. You have the commander and all that stuff. And the first opening is just like, you remember, did you watch that uh, trailer of uh, the guy in the suit fighting the other two people and all that stuff? For Promare? No. Yeah. Well, there's a trailer for it, and that's how the movie starts off. And it's just the colors are so vibrant. like Because the fire doesn't... They they capitalize on they make their fire look very neon pink and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. instead of it looking like normal fire, it stands out. They do a whole lot of the my hero. You know how in my hero, there's a lot of like, especially during the Todoroki and uh, Deku fight, where it's lots of squares and stuff like that that you could see, just like in the buildings and like in the animation. They do a lot of that in uh, Promare as well. But that movie was just like, there's a couple slow parts in that movie just to, to develop like the stakes that are at hand. And then it's just fucking let's go. Not as over the top as Gurren Lagan because they didn't have 26 episodes to do it in. Right. But for an hour and 45 minute movie or however long it was, they did a very good job about going over the top. And it was fucking great. And I will be buying whatever collector's edition that comes out. Of that, okay. Great. There was only ten people in the theater, counting me. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, we're I'm in BFE, man. Like, I'm out in middle of country. My buddy that lives out in Irvine, he said he couldn't get a ticket because it was sold out. That movie, like, go check it out. There's even a reason. Like, they explain what the word promare means. Like, if I tell you what it is, it's gonna spoil the movie. So, like, I'm that movie's so fucking. It's so trigger. It is so Gurren Lagann and Kill Oh, studio it's so trigger. Studio Trigger. Yeah. Uh, Cause like in you know in the first theme or there's every one of their things has themes. So in Gurren Lagann it's the drill. It's mm-hmm. all about the drill. In the second one it's clothes or like fibers stuff like that. In this right. one it's the theme is fire. It's all about the fire. Okay. And it's fucking phenomenal. Like I said, there were parts where I was just if you would have saw my face, I felt literally felt like a kid again. Like I really did. Like watching something, I was smiling from ear to ear. Did you ever see the video or the gif of like Shia LaBeouf? I think he's watching like a movie of himself or watching a movie of his friends he's, or something like that. I thought it was the play. The play it was, of himself with the big mi- ass heads. It might have been that where he's just like super happy at some parts yeah. and he looks like he's crying. That's how I felt watching this movie. Like it was so good, and I like everyone should see this movie. It's so good. If you like Studio Trigger, watch it. It's not as fan servicey as Kill the Kill was, because let's be honest, it's just like here's boobies and all that other stuff. But it played into the role of it. But anyway, you should go watch Kill the Kill and Gurren Lagann as well too. Okay. But yeah, those are fucking phenomenal. I wish I could go see it again. We went to go see. Uh, it chapter two today but when we got there there were apparently that movie theater now when I went the other night I guess since there was only 10 people they didn't ask me what seats I wanted but now since if a movie like they asked us today well like you get you got to pick because it's in the middle of a remodel and they're like mm-hmm. which seats would you like to sit in there he said there's no the only places where there's two seats together are these four seats up front in the front row and I was like ah oh, shit because I hate sitting in the front row most of the time you're like looking like you're having to look really far left and right just to see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was I was like I looked at my wife and she was like, I don't know. And the guy was like, Hey, get the tickets, go in there and sit down. If you don't like it, come back and get a refund. So we went in there, sat down, and we didn't like it. He came back. He's like, Yeah, man, no problem. We'll put a refund and all that. I was like, dude, thank you very much. I've never seen someone do that. I've <laughs> never heard of a movie theater doing that shit. Yeah, he just gave me a refund. He's like, Yeah, I understand that front row can be rough sometimes, so but uh, so we ended up not seeing that. But 
I've been playing the shit out of Monster Hunter Iceborne this this week. Okay. Well, when whenever I get time, I think I've played it twice this week. But that game's so good. Like I'm not even done with the story mode yet, and it's so good. I fought the one of the new Elder Dragons last night. Uh, its name is Namael, and it is a water slash electricity dragon. And the way what it does is a lot of its moves, it puts like a sticky water residue on the ground, and then you kind of forget about you. it. And then it activates its electric abilities and fucking shocks the shit out of you. And I was like, wow, this monster is pretty fucking interesting. But luckily, we had a hunting horn user that had like a healing set on. And he was just like, go ham. Don't worry about healing. And I was like, oh, okay. And me and my buddy, we made hammers. So we were just going nuts. Nice. So, But that game is fucking phenomenal. It's so good. And uh, we were at Best Buy today. We went there just to check out like some movies and stuff. They had a steel book of the case of Monster Hunter Iceborne, but it was a mini steel book. And I'd never seen it before. I didn't know what it was for because they were in the lock cases, so I couldn't open them up and look at inside of them. But they were so small, like they couldn't even hold the disc. Like, even if you bought a disc, you couldn't hold, like, it didn't hold the disc. So I don't Maybe know what it, that meant. It kept m- a digital code. Maybe. I'm thinking, and I don't know if Best Buy does this, but I have seen other places that do it. I think it was like a pre order bonus with Best Buy. And they just decided to sell them because they had too many of them. Hmm. So, because it was like fifteen bucks, I didn't pull the trigger and buy it though. I probably should since it's a steel book, and I'm a sucker for steel books. Yeah. But I just really I wanted to be like, hey man, can you open this? I just want to see what the fuck this thing is. <laughs> but I didn't. So uh, we did pick up the steel books of uh, the Rob Zombie's Halloween remake from like 2007. Mm-hmm. And also we got the HD or the steel book of the new Halloween that came out last year. So I mean, I and mean, we haven't seen that one yet. So we're excited to watch that one. We're holding off. We're trying to pick up some movies that we know for a fact we want for our collection. And uh, October is like our Halloween month. So we're watching tons of horror movies and all that stuff. And uh, so this was something. This was my wife's first week without. She had she left her previous job on last Friday. And, oh, this is her uh, so first week home. This was her first week home. She's still in the tra- transition of getting uh, a, a new job. She's had a couple interviews and all that stuff. But she comes to my office and she's sitting here while I'm working one day. And she goes, I want to play a video game. And I was like, all right, we've been down this road before. Like, you tried to play Marvel Spider-Man and you got, like, super fucking pissed. And she goes, I want to play Donkey Kong. And I was like, do you mean, like, old Atari Donkey Kong? And she goes, no, like the one that was on Super Nintendo. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, do you have the first one? I said, first one's garbage. Here's the second one. And uh, she was like, okay. And she started playing it. And I'm loving what I'm seeing. You ever seen a kid, or if you remember when you first played a game like that, and you were like, how the hell do I do this? Or like, that was so unfair. Or you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I did it. Like, I'm seeing all those emotions when she plays this game. Like, I'm seeing the good emotions, and I'm seeing the bad emotions and all that stuff. But I will say that she's getting away with it because she's got she's playing on the retro freak and mm-hmm. she is under she understands now what the save states are. Okay. And I'm like, back in my day, <laughs> we didn't have them cheating ass uh save states. But she's having a lot of, she's in world two right now and it's kicking her ass, which is the lava world. Okay. And she's just like, I jumped. Why didn't it jump? I was like, You didn't jump early enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love because I every couple minutes I hear the game over music, and then I hear the save state reload. <laughs> yeah, but she's having Fuck fun it. with it. 
Tiff, so, I guess I miss. I guess I miss out on that thing. I'm waiting for Alexi to start getting into video games. Oh, it's gonna be if, great if he gets into them. Yeah. Because um, Tiff has always been into games. She just recently beat Astral Chain, and it was just. I gotta pick that every now up. and then. You know, I'll be working in here, and then I hear, "You stupid motherfucker!" Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because we've been there. <laughs> yeah. I just like oh, fuck that. Better you than me. Like yeah. there are certain games I want to pick up Astral Chain, but I know that there are certain games that I buy that I look at it and I'll be like, I am not going to play this. I'm going to live vicariously through my wife. I'm going to play it. I just have too much shit going on. <laughs> There's that too, but usually if it's like a platinum game or an action game, that's that's Tiff. Yeah, she's she's the cool person. Give me my boring RPGs, <laughs> unless it's like a JRPG that she really enjoys. Like she's she likes Fire Emblem, so we were playing yeah. that together, doing different routes and talking about it, and that shit's fun. But I'm hoping this opens up her eyes to more of the older games, and she can start playing them. Uh, mm-hmm. She goes, this. She looked at me at one day. She's like, "This is like the easiest game, isn't it?" And I was like, "No, this is actually a pretty hard game." <laughs> mm-hmm. And oh, she was well. like. And she was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm getting better at a that. hard... Yeah. I was like, would you like to play Mario? Because I have that, and it's fucking easy. So, oh, by the way, yeah, I didn't put this on my fucking list, but it just dawned on me. The transfer system for the Wii U's is fucking garbage. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, I went to... So, for context, for people that didn't know what like what's going on here, last... Christmas, I gave our niece my Wii U because I was like, I'm never, I never play this, so I'm gonna let. She needs a game and she wants to play Minecraft. Minecraft is on the Wii U, so I gave it to her. A month later, I immediately regretted it because I wanted to play my Wii U. But you luckily got me one for my birthday, and I was like, cool. I'm gonna, you know, transfer. I want. I'm gonna connect my Nintendo network ID and all that stuff. And it was like, no, this one's already connected to a Wii U. So I was like, okay. So I went over there, deleted my net my ID off of the Wii U, came back over here, and it was like, nah, it's still connected. And I was like, it's not, though. And apparently, that shit's just always there until you do a system transfer. So did you have to, like, bring your Wii U over to your niece's house? I'm going to have to, or vice really? versa. Yeah. And that means, like, I'm probably, like, gonna erase all of her data that she's been playing on Minecraft, which I don't fucking care. She's nine years old. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just like, that is so asinine and bullshit. So I'm gonna have to take a full setup, like Wii U pad and all, over to there or hers over to here and have to do it. Because, I mean, I could just make a new account, but then I don't think I could transfer, because I have a lot of games that I bought on my Wii U under that network ID. And I don't want to lose all of them. Yeah. So I'm no, just that like, that would God. suck. The, but otherwise, the Wii U look works great. <laughs> like, everything works on it. The Nintendo Switch has, like, the best one. You go, hey, do you want to transfer your data from one Switch to another? Yes. Boop. <laughs> Are you planning on using your other Switch? Yes. And it just copies everything. Oh, my God. It's, That's so it's nice. It's the greatest yeah, that just pissed me off so much. I was like, God, man, I just want to, like, granted I have the Retro Freak and I have ways to emulate it, but I've bought, like, a, there's a lot of Game Boy Advance games on there that I've bought, and I would just like to have them before the Wii U console, virtual console goes down because 
it'll eventually go down just like the Wii's did. Yeah, but you still be able to. Uh, Would you still be able to access your stuff? stuff? Yeah, like if I deleted some of my uh, virtual console games off of my Wii, I can still go into the store and re-download everything that I. You just can't buy anything new. You just can't buy anything new. Ah, okay, that's not too bad then. Yeah. So. Uh, also this week, I have been busting my ass, and finally, earlier today, it is complete and uploaded. I was working on the Mega Visions, uh, the, the Dreamcast, the Dreamless Dreamcast, whatever the fuck it is, uh, the marathon uploads to YouTube. And uh, I'll tell you what, uploading 24 hours of content to YouTube takes some time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Each, each video took at least a good hour to two hours to fully upload and just entering all the information into it because you know you got to enter all the info and like what game it is and put a little description mm-hmm. do all your tags and all that stuff but yeah i think i started thursday night and i got done i decided no i started wednesday i think and then yesterday i knew i was going to be traveling to austin tomorrow i was like i'm not going to have any time to up- do uploads saturday or sunday so i just mm-hmm. did uploads all day yesterday and uh, got that fully uploaded and good to go. I got my end screen set up to where it shows the next video in the sequence. And then if you want to go back, like if you just randomly stumbled upon that video, I'm like, here's the playlist. You can click on the playlist and see all the videos in the playlist. So, yeah, and I'm slowly working on I've got the I've gotten almost all of the uh, Yakuza streams up on the YouTube page. And then I'm just, once I get everything uploaded, then I'm just going to consistently, the day I stream, I'm going to edit it and then start the upload to YouTube. I'm just going to always be on top of it because the minute you start slacking is that's when it just becomes an ordeal. So, yeah. But yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you should go check out that playlist. It is the Dreamless Dreamcast mar- 24-hour marathon for 2019. And... uh that goes into the next thing I was working on this week. Uh, I, I created or I made a clip compilation video and uh, it's about an eight minute without any of the like intros, like without my intro or any of the outros and all that stuff. It's about an eight minute video. That's not bad. Uh, out of, it's going to be a 10 to 12 minute video after the intros because my intro was about a minute. I recorded it on my phone, which this is a blessing and a curse because I I've always known that the Google Pixel 3 XL has a really good camera. But I never take videos like I mean, I took the system of down video and I was like, oh, this one looks really good. But I never thought to use it for YouTube videos. So basically, I was just standing in the middle of my room and I was holding this camera. So it's a little shaky, which kind of sucks. And uh, the video is fucking beautiful. So I have decided that I'm going to get a tripod and an adapter for my tripod to hold my phone. And I'm just going to make videos for YouTube off of that. Nice. So. Uh, much better quality than my webcam, my webcam one that I have right now. So, but yeah, that should be, I think Scotty, that's what I was checking on when we were first recording. He sent me his thank you. Cause we had a couple people from the mega visions crew that was at there at the marathon that wanted to add their thank yous in and all that stuff. So, uh, I, the final payment came out of my, uh, banking account Friday for the shovel Knight statue. So, so it's real. Yes, it's real. It's uh, real or it's the longest con that you've ever been dealt. Yeah, I, I, it's real. I, I want to think it's real because I've been seeing people post pictures of theirs. Because I think First Four Figures is based, a lot of their stuff is based out of the UK. So the UK gets a lot of stuff before the States does. Okay. So like their pre-orders and stuff like that. But I will be doing an unboxing video for that one. 
Uh, okay. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if uh, Pal and all the other ones are cool with me doing that because that's not really Sega related, but it's still just no. just doing like a little extra thing just to do. I'll just record it and then I'll make a video. If someone wants it, then I'll put it on the, there. So, but that thing is. I've already, like I said, I've had the spot for that Shovel Knight statue for the last year and a half, just sitting there ready for it. So, mm-hmm. uh, next thing we got, we are working on. When I come back, I'll be in Austin tomorrow. I fly to Austin. I'll be there until Friday. Uh, we when we come back and start our streams up, probably on Tuesday. That's gonna start. That's the first day of October. So we will be starting our Halloween streams, and uh, I know for a fact that I'm probably I will be playing Illbleed. Uh, if I can't get a physical copy, then yes, I will have to do an ISO version and get that. But I will have a walkthrough the entire time. But I don't know how well that walkthrough is going to help. <laughs> I I don't know. My experience with that game is not the most positive one. Right. Um, I don't know why, but that was the one game that stuck out to me from the marathon. I was just like, this oh, is so fucking it's interesting. It's a super interesting game. Don't get me wrong. Illbleed is like... Um, where where Sega is really known for being very arcadey or mm-hmm. very quirky with like RPGs and shit like that, Illbleed just comes out of nowhere and it's just like, hey, this is like survival horror, but it's like real survival. So you've got like your heart rate that you got to worry about yeah. at the bottom. Here's your sanity. Here's your breathing. Here's the shit that you're hearing. Here's the shit that you're smelling. Like it's trying to make you utilize these five senses. Your adrenaline. Yeah, like yeah, it's like weird shit like that. So, it's it is a very unique game that trips over itself. Yeah, by its innovation or its yeah. attempt at being innovative. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a full playthrough, but I am going to play it uh, probably on one of the Tuesday nights. So we're we're gonna give Yakuza a, a break, which oh man, Yakuza is so good. Like I'll go in. That's the next thing I've got on my list, but. Okay. Uh, uh, we want to do. I want to do that. Uh, Scotty's been talking pretty highly of the Splatterhouse series, specifically Splatterhouse Three. And uh, I've never played any of the Splatterhouse games. The Splatterhouse games that I've played, I think I've only played the first one, and that was on the Turbo Graphics. Mm-hmm. It's kind of difficult. Yeah. I would say it's it's kind of hard. The one uh, did Sega make the PlayStation Three one? I don't know. Um, I don't know who made that one, but I've heard I've seen some stills from that one, and that one's very goofy and over the top. And I think it, it I think it's a pretty goof. I don't know if it's a good game, but it looks like it's a fun game. So we're doing fact checking on this podcast. We are. We are. It is <laughs> published by Namco, developed by Now Production. Oh, okay. Um, but that's Splatterhouse 3. Are you talking about the PS3 version? Yeah, I'm talking about just Splatterhouse on PS3. I th- I'm pretty sure it came uh, out on PlayStation 3. That is developed by Bottle Rocket up until 2009, and then it was taken over by its publisher, Bandai Namco Entertainment. Oh, Bandai Namco. Okay. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I've got a list of some horror games it's, that I want to play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I stream three nights out of the week, so I basically got to find, like, the Thursday night, the Thursday night throwdowns is gonna be the hardest one to make horror themed because like if we were all in the same room, I would just be like, we're playing this the what is it terror dome terror drome game four nights you know four thir- uh, Thursday night throwdowns in a row yeah because that game is like, really really good. 
I would even argue like play Twisted Metal. Yeah, that's horror. It got horror elements and stuff on it too. Uh, I mean, I could always play. I've never played Resident Evil, but I don't want to play the remake because I think uh, Jason played it on the channel recently. So yeah. I own it, but I don't know. I've got a week to figure shit out, so we'll see. Uh, but yes, the next one on my list was Yakuza Zero. We got through. Uh, so last time we did the podcast, I didn't bring it up, but we had the fucking twist of I was like, oh, Go- Majima has to go and kill this guy named Makoto. Surprise, motherfucker. That's the blind chick. And I was like, I, my, my wife was sitting there. I was like, oh, you can see it on stream, too, on the YouTube. I was like, oh, shit. That's not him. That's the chick. And yeah. I was like, okay. And then we got the uh, went back to Kiryu's story. And uh, basically, he's a wanted man by the Dojima family now. Yeah. And uh, I got the awesome fight of Kuze in the sewers. Like, I didn't trust that prostitute. Couldn't trust her. I was like, this is fucking fishy as shit. Nope. And then you just see Kuze with no shirt on, a lead pipe on a motorcycle, yelling from the top of his lungs, Kiryu. And I was like, all right, this game's something's pretty special. <laughs> yeah. No. Zero. I fucking love Zero. Yeah. So goddamn much. And then we got the fight with the, uh, we got the second fight with the God Hands dude with uh, Majima. That was a fucking stinger too. You're just like, the guy's like, oh yeah, yeah. Because they come to find out you, he has, like, a doppelganger that he's going to, like, kill her and make it look like it was Makoto and all that other stuff. And Majima's like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. That's dirty as shit. And then mm-hmm. some motherfucker just does it. <laughs> and that's where we ended. <laughs> and I was just like, who is this motherfucker in this pink fucking velour fucking suit? And I was like, all right, we have to end it there. So, But, yeah, we'll be picking that back up after. We'll be picking that back up in November. So, but we'll be doing the podcast and stuff too. Like not this podcast, but the Mega Visions podcast. We're, we're trying to make things thing things horror related because mm-hmm. I like Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I just like the spirit of Christmas, like getting people together. And it's cold outside, so I like it when it's cold. But Halloween's my jam. Like I love watching horror movies and eating shitty candy and just like all that shit. It's a little different story for you because you have a child. So, yeah, you, are you at the trick or treating or do you do like trunk or treat and shit like that? No, like this is the first neighborhood that I've ever been at where they actually trick or treat. Okay. Like as an adult, because every year that we've we've prepared for trick or treaters and we'll get like two. Yeah, my this, wife got the, none last here, year. <laughs> over here, it's like legit, like they come in caravans and droves and nice. a- attack people's fucking yards. And the I miss my that next shit. door neighbor does like this whole fucking oh, yeah. haunted house. Those are the thing. best. I love the and ones then, that deck their yards out and then you like you walk past something that looks like a body sitting there and you're like I don't know. That's a person. Yeah, I got to throw That's something a at it. Yep. Cuz I've I got God as a kid. <laughs> I got God as a kid a couple times, man. But No, last year my son got got. He walked up, he went to go grab candy from the bowl and then just the, the lady in the, I think she was like in a skeleton suit or some shit like that, or a witch, and she was just standing there, or sitting oh, there. Oh, no. And he he zeroed in on the candy. And she was like, boom, and he just ran off. He just started screaming. Oh, I was going to say, I, think, I, didn't know, I didn't know if your son was going to be the one to scream and run away, or just the one oh, to like, fight. Oh, my son's a little bitch. I thought he would like stand and fight. <laughs> no, no, he'll fight people his own size, but when it comes to like yeah. whole ass adults, he's just like, nah. <laughs> and like it was it was a battle just to get him to go to other houses like he 
No. He does not like being scared. That's uh, I miss that. I that's one thing I do miss. It's a if you think about trick or treating at its essence, it's fucking horrifying because you're just like, oh yeah, they could just be fucking putting anything in this candy. Like, granted, like growing up, that was my mom growing up. My mom would mm-hmm. actually she wouldn't like little the mini candy bars, like mini Snickers and stuff like that. She wouldn't squeeze them hard, but she would squeeze them enough to see if there was a puncture hole. And she was like, if there was, if it, she's like, nope, throwing that one away. I got, I've never eaten a popcorn ball. What's a popcorn ball? Yeah, so, you know, if you ever go to like those old family houses, instead of fucking giving you candy like everybody else, they'll give you a candy apple or a popcorn ball, which is literally, it's like you pop cup popcorn and then I guess you melt like butter and like marshmallow fluff and shit and you kind of just stick it all into a popcorn ball or caramel. It's fucking weird. I don't know how they're made. It might be a Southern thing. But anytime I got those, my mom threw those fucking away. So the old people where we trick-or-treated, like the two times I ever went trick-or-treating, they would put nickels in tinfoil and leave them out. What the fuck is that shit? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck kind of New York shit is that? (laughs) They, They would give change to kids. I mean, yeah. I think that's coming like more out of their pocket in the long run. But look, when you're on Social Security and retirement, oh, yeah. and you're making you me- ends like meet underneath the table. <laughs> like the dude's house was already paid for. His yeah. daughter comes and cooks for him. He doesn't give a shit. Like, you're lucky you like, got those. Year, he, yeah, he gave me two dollars one year. I'm like, it's like, dude, I can't eat this. But you can buy shit with it. <laughs> <laughs> No, a lot uh, right down here, like I'm in the middle of just fucking church country USA and mm. uh, they do a lot. This is the one thing I do agree, like because sometimes trick or treating can be a little dangerous, uh, but they do trunk or treat where people yeah. yeah, just bring up all the candy. And you just go to each car and dude, as a kid, though, I fucking loaded up. We had it down to a science because we started realizing because I would have. You know, a pretty big bag. It wouldn't be just like a Walmart bag or anything like that. I had like a Halloween bag my mom would buy. That bitch mm-hmm. would be full. And my my mom realized, she goes, halfway, like once it got about halfway, she goes, dump it in the back seat floorboard, and then they're going to give you more because it looks like you just started. And I was like, all right. Because they're not going to, if you have a fucking huge ass bag, they're not, they're going to be like, here you go. Here's a Hershey kiss. But if you come up there empty-handed at, like, 9 o'clock at night, they're like, oh, here's the rest of the bucket. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I think one year I made, like, three fucking big-ass bags of candy. And, like, I just bring it home. And what you do is you just put it in the middle of the floor in your living room. And your mom's like, all right, let me look through it for you. You know, grab some of this stuff. And you're just searching through it. I'm like, can I eat this? She's like, yeah. And I'm just like, bah, bah, bah. And, dude. <laughs> dude, man. My mom got mad, like, a lot of kids, especially in our area, like, older kids would just, like, wouldn't even really dress up. They'd have, like, a mask that they bought for $2 and, a, like, a pillowcase. My mom was yeah. like, get the fuck off my front porch. <laughs> <laughs> you put no effort into this whatsoever. No, nah, yeah. going back to the trunk or treat, I didn't know what trunk or treat was until I went to my first duty station when I was voluntold. And it's like, hey, Wenzel, you're going <laughs> to decorate your car. You're going to decorate the your trunk. I'm like, what? I, like, I, I'm not a Halloween guy. I'm not a holiday guy to begin with. And then yeah. you have me do Halloween, which I was always told was of the devil. So <laughs> so it should appeal to you. <laughs> yeah. So I just got, like, a bunch of my friends. Like, hey, I need you to, like, decorate my shit. So 
It was it what was do with the, the worst. It was the worst decorated trunk. Oh man, what you do with the trunk is you make it look like you had a dead body in there. Like you put the bloody handprint on your on there and all that stuff. No, because then I'm getting court martialed because they think I shot a hooker and then threw her in the back of my trunk. Well, they need to specify how far they wanted you to go with it. <laughs> For the children, so the other one looks like a like. There's one thing that was cool. One of my Marines made the back of their car. He had a uh, a um, a charger. Made mm-hmm. it look like a chomp chomp. Okay, that's Mario. pretty cool. Because it was a black that's charger, dope. wasn't it? Because it's a black charger. I'm like, that's dope. That I is like pretty that cool. Shit. No, uh, that's basically it for me, though, man. Uh, I'm just gonna be trying to play more Monster Hunter because you know me. You've seen my tech uh, Pelican case. Yes. Uh, that bitch will have the laptop, the work laptop, and the PS4 in it. And yes. then the Switch will be in my backpack. <laughs> I need to get me one of those. They're super nice to have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could fit an entire tower in it like you like to travel with, but... <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. I need to invest in the laptop, but... I'll tell you, man, the Acer, the Acer Predator that I have is really, really good. Get it How best buy. It? I think I got mine. I got mine because it was a little bit cheaper because it didn't have a HDD. It had a solid state, mm-hmm. and uh, I got it for a thousand. But I had an extra, I had an extra laptop's uh, a, uh, hard drive from my previous one that you could just put in there, and it came with uh, sixteen gigabytes of DDR4 RAM, and it can expand up to thirty-two. Wow, that's really so good. It's not bad at all. Yeah, it was like a thousand bucks at Best Buy. I just put it on the credit card, so it's real nice. But yeah, that's all I got, man. Uh, news. Let's do the news. You'll be going to be uh, proud of me this week. I wrote notes. So wow, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. We got home since we didn't see that movie. We got home early, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to write some notes down. So uh, I'll go ahead and start off. This week we have our first news story: is Bethesda monetizes features that was supposed to be in the base game. And it's been a while since we've talked about this game. It's been a minute. Like, I've been thinking in the back of my head, I, I haven't heard shit about Fallout 76 in ages. But, man, it always shows up right when you need it. It's so, like a fucking Hydra. Yeah, man, you can't kill it. Uh, so the whole ordeal with this is Fallout 76 uh, introduced two... What do you call them? Not even items. Two things that you could buy off of their atomic I mean, they're store. Items. Yeah. They're items. Uh, one is a refrigerator that slows the deco- decomposition of food, which I guess is pretty important in that game. I would think so. Mm-hmm. And then another one is a little collect a collector robot that will collect junk for you. And that you I think you can go and check on it like every hour and see what it's it collected. It's a junk bot. Yeah. Uh, yep. It seems like very uh, – it seems like things that you can buy for uh, – Quality of life things makes the game a little bit easier for you if you want to invest the money and all that stuff. Uh, so the first one, the refrigerator costs 700 atoms, which is the in-game currency for Fallout 76. Or it's not the in-game currency. Is it the is it the in-game currency or is it the atoms are the in-game currency? Okay, atoms are the in-game currency. Which you and then the uh, the robot is 500 atoms. Uh, and it's on the atomic store. If you if you don't have the atoms, I think you can spend like around fifteen bucks, and you can get both of these yeah. things. The whole ordeal about this, not so much the refrigerator, even though originally the atomic store was supposed to be for cosmetic cosmetic items only, things that wouldn't really affect gameplay and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that the refrigerator is important. The robot, on the other hand, was found 
that there was evidence going all the way back to the official Fallout 76 camp trailer from June 2018 that this robot was supposed to be in the base game. You can even see it's because it has like a little house that it sits in when it's not doing anything, like a little compartment. You see that in the trailer. You see that in multiple trailers of the game. Uh, but no, that thing kind of just got like scrapped and then put on as an add-on later on. Yeah, it's... This is like... There was an old argument for when DLC was first coming out that mm. uh, DLC is simply just content that has been stripped away from the base game yeah. and then sold to you at a premium. Yep. This is like that times 10. You're taking literal items that were supposed to be part of like your regular gaming experience. Proof that we have people, that. In, like looking through this Reddit forum, people are saying like, you know, it's – I was really curious to know why in Fallout 76 they promised that we were able to do like make settlements mm -hmm. in the same way that we did in Fallout 4 and now all these things are coming out monetized. Like yep. it's it's bullshit. If they don't think that this is not going to impact sales of uh Elder Scrolls 6 of Starbound they're sorely mistaken. Starfield, yeah. They are sorely yeah. mistaken. So in the in the trailers, so there was there's an argument that in the trailers you don't actually see the robot. You see the little housing. But mm -hmm. so people were like, well, maybe that's a gray area. Nope. In the 2018 or in the Fallout 76 Prima Guide, there is an actual article telling you everything about this little robot and how yep. and what it will do for you. In and the Prima guides are for base games, not DLC or add-on content. So, uh, but this, if you've listened to this podcast or have been following video games at all, you know, the history that's going on with fallout 76, just off the top of my head. I have, some, we had launch issues. We had server issues because remember when they, uh, three people launched three nukes at the same time, it broke the server. Yeah. Uh, pre-order and the canvas bag issue. That's mm -hmm. one that I think is still going on to this day. Uh, transact microtransaction off the wazoo and then there was the other situation where the legendary creatures were losing their legendary title and also were disappearing before you could loot them yep so that's just a handful of the shit that's going wrong with it's Fallout crazy 76. that feels like an entire life like behind me just it's been at least a year forgot. or more that we've talked about this Mm, I don't think it's a year. Well, the thing is, we were having before I met you, and we started doing this podcast. These issues were coming up, like I was reading about them and shit like that. So that is true. I just definitely feel like we were talking about it back when we first started. Be our it previous was like podcast, every fucking week. Like it was definitely in Veta Games. Yeah, I definitely also feel like it was talked about frequently when we do were doing Scrubverse. I in the, just, definitely in the beginning. Yeah, but. yeah, we got a good like five or six fucking episodes of nothing about, nothing about Fallout. I forgot. I'll be honest with you, I forgot about Fallout. <laughs> yeah, and then it, this, it was nice. It, it was, was really kinda nice. nice for a time. It was very nice. But yeah, yeah, like you said, if if you don't think this is gonna impact future game releases by Bethesda, you're sorely mistaken. And uh, uh, it's just it's scummy. We talk about a lot of scummy stuff, like just in our personal lives and then also in video game news. So we should have called this the Scumverse podcast. <laughs> we'll see what happens when they come after us for 
copyright infringement. I backed y'all. I backed y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see alien titties. <laughs> All right, man. Area 51. <sighs> no, those are titties. Those are not the kind of titties I want to see. <laughs> man, what the fuck is going on with 2K20? Okay, so a lot of people have been reaching out to the ESRB and to Peggy about, hey, what is your justification for giving this game an E rating? Why can't you change it? There's obvious problems. My hair is doing something of its own volition. I wasn't going to say a thing. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> um, and they finally answered back to the people who have been asking. Uh, yep. There have been uh, Twitter users revealing emails going back and forth between the ESRB and Peggy. Yep. Uh, one user that was reaching out to the ESRB, like they just gave them the flat line political, uh, mm -hmm. politically neutral statement. ESRB assigns age and content ratings based on the final content of the game and the context of which it is presented to the player. Content shown in trailers do not factor into our rating assessments. The ESRB stands by our rating assignment for NBA 2K20, which is rated E for everyone with mild language, user interact, and in-game purchases. So they acknowledge that the in-game purchase, which is not uncommon. Okay, right, the right, in-game right. purchases are not uncommon. But the, the trailer. <laughs> so this is going to go back into what Peggy's statement was. Uh, they they're just flat out saying, "Look, other games that are rated E have in-game purchases. We don't care necessarily how they're presented to the user. Mm. It's just there's there's no cursing, there's no shooting." There's no sex. Let the kids play with the slot machine. We don't care. It's so it's it's wrong though. Damn it. <laughs> That's subjective. Like to us, it's, it's wrong. It's, to us, it's wrong. <laughs> and that means everything. Like them. <laughs> to somebody like them, it probably doesn't matter. Now, if we're looking at what Peggy sent out, uh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, they gave it a little bit more detail, saying, like, we apologize for not replying immediately, blah, blah, blah. We have received many questions and complaints following the trailer about my team, the My Team section in NBA 2K20. The trailer focused on a specific part of the game that had a prominent role for chance-based mechanics, including some that can be found in casinos today. Our examination is, however, not based on the marketing materials, but on the actual gameplay itself provided to us prior to the release of the review all the content that may impact the age rating. Uh, the game that is available to consumers today do not contain simulations or images of gambling where it can be played in casinos. There are some mechanics that randomly appoint opponents or rewards for winning a game without wagering money or bets. So because there is actually no betting involved, you're not making wagers, you're not, you know, it's, it's free game. Because it does not constitute actual gambling, it is just an aesthetic. So here's my thing. If there was no way to spend real money, if there was no way to spend real money in this game and you could only use those gambling features on in-game currency that you cannot spend real money to buy, I probably mm -hmm. wouldn't be that upset with this. But it's still the access of being able to apply real-life funds is... But even then, like I don't think I'm fully justified in what I just said because it's still promoting gambling. The gambling issue is, in my eyes, separate from, like, the main issue that we've been having. The in-app purchases are okay. a major problem. Yes. 
that's for, for me. The, yeah. ma- the in-app uh, uh, purchases, no bueno. Should not be rated E with in-app purchases yeah. because you are allowing problems like children who are going on wild joy rides with their daddy's credit card. 5,000 pounds. <laughs> exactly. 5,000 pounds, $7,000 worth of bullshit. Yeah. Um, when it comes to cases where grown-ass adults are spending thousands and 10 thousands G's of dollars, a year. <laughs> well, not 10 G's. Yeah, 10 G's a year is a lot. But like just spending thousands and thousands of dollars on these games, on one hand, yeah, that's terrible, but you are your own man. Now, then you start going into shit like, does you, do you have an addictive personality? Yeah. Um, do you have a support system that's trying to help you through that? It's a little bit different. But when I look at 2K20, there is now a correlation between I am spending money and I am seeing this roulette. You can say that to the technical level that there is no direct correlation because you're technically not gambling, which I would argue that you are. But whatever. Because <laughs> of but whatever. Um, but later on down that road, that can have an impact on that child's spending habits. Yes. For the record, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I love mm-hmm. gambling. I love go. I would love. To, I love going to a casino. Yeah, but you're and all an that shit. Whole ass adult. I've made that decision. <laughs> Like I walk in, and if I walk adult. out with less, le, fi, like five hundred dollars, not in my pocket anymore, then I'm like, oh man, do I have buyer's remorse? But I'm gonna have to live with that. Yeah, that's why you, you never go to a, experience. Yeah, you never go to a casino with money that you, with your rent money. You never go mm-hmm. to a casino with your rent money. So, yeah. the the issue is is that even beyond the whole casino type deal, when I'm playing Fire Emblem Heroes, or when I did play Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, you're gambling money. You're you're putting a little coin in, and you're hoping that you get your ultra rare JPEG. That shit applies to everything. There's no difference between the gotcha games on the phone and playing, you know, fucking FIFA 19, FIFA 20, trying to get uh, Lionel Messi or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> you know, I just there's, realized there's no difference in Monster Hunter Iceborne. There is a pseudo gambling thing. Where you can't you you have to use in game currency you can't use any uh, any you can't pay to have it or mm-hmm. anything but it's a it's a section of the new uh, of the new camp called the Steamworks and yeah. uh, you go up there and you put in fuel to randomly generate either shitty items or good items just depends and if you can fill the gauge up three times then you get like an extra like you get a thing called a celestial wyvern print that you can turn in for a super rare item for certain weapons and stuff like that. Otherwise, you would have to grind to get those and all that other stuff. Right. Uh, but the problem is, the Steamworks is very, like, you hit... It's a combination of X, square, and triangle. So you have to figure out the right combination every time to Do get, you pay any money towards it? Uh, the only... Like, you don't even use the in-game money. Use ores that you have... Uh, accumulated and also there's uh after doing certain kinds of missions over and over like just doing missions and playing the game makes your natural gas counter go up so you can use that fuel and then you have the other fuel that you have put ores into but the point i'm making is that at any point can you pay for those ores with real world no it's not not the same thing right I don't know why I brought it up, but <laughs> it is interesting. I'll I tell just, you that. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I need to get you on like a Monster Hunter podcast so that you can get it out. 
Yeah, I just gotta. I just. Gotta I, well, I need like three weeks where I'm just like off from work and I can just fucking play Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah. But that's not gonna happen. So yeah. Uh, just uh, for the record, to the two people that we were reading their tweets, I just want to make sure we give credit is for the ESRB tweet. There was a a Froy at Froy Valhalla, and then the other one was David Bodor at David Dave Bodor. So. I've been trying to do Good better shit. with like my articles and shit and credit shit that we read. So, <laughs> Good man. Yep. Uh, oh, man. Another one that I really didn't want to talk about because I didn't think we were going to have to bring it up. Anthem's in the news again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthem drops the roadmap and it looks like the end is in sight. So, uh, But Anthem gets very close to free play by joining the EA Access so Anthem continues to balance on the knife's edge of obscurity, pulling itself back from the abyss with some genuinely solid content and its Cataclysm event. I have heard that that Cataclysm event is actually pretty good. I've heard it was pretty well done. It wasn't everything that was promised, but for what it was and for what they've been getting right. with Anthem, I mean, you take what you can get, and what they yeah. got was pretty good. I heard it's also, what, an eight-week thing, but... With how successful yes. it's been, I doubt it's only going to be eight weeks. I think they might extend it. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, it's the only way because I think that's the only like really good content that's coming out of there too. So, uh, But yeah, the EA Access thing, let's go back to that. Uh, EA has put Anthem on EA Access, which is their subscription service that gives you discounts, early access, and sometimes full games like we're seeing now with Anthem. Uh, previously, Anthem was on the EA Access Premiere which costs fifteen dollars uh, a month, and an or no, I'm sorry, fifteen dollars to regular, and then five dollars a month to add uh, access it. But uh, that's not the case anymore. So, also the roadmap when we talk about that, it seems like uh, they know what's wrong with the game. They've listened to feedback, but they don't know how to fix it. They don't know where to go. You know, I watched the issues that uh Bungie was having with Destiny mm-hmm. and when they established their roadmap when they were talking about all the issues that they were having and when they came to the players acknowledging it they also said here is an 11 page report on all of our issues that we are going to tackle which was broken down from a 20 page report front and back Ugh. on yeah, so, like, there was a lot of due diligence that Bungie did in trying to perfect Destiny uh-huh. that, unfortunately, I am not seeing with Bioware, or they're seeing the issues, but they don't, like you said, they don't know how to move forward. Yeah. Because they came out with this blog piece, uh, Chad Robinson came out with the blog piece yep, I've got saying, hey, um, yeah, we know that there's issues, and, you know, the Cataclysm event was really good, we've... Uh, based on the public test server, we've uh, made some changes off of the combat balancing issues, the adjustment to minor to major crystal economy, uh, additional types of rewards, UX tips, final score banners, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What's next for Anthem? We don't fucking know. No fucking idea, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, they just was like, look, we got to move away from these acts, the act structure for the updates, and instead have additional seasonal updates not not quarterly not bi-monthly seasonal, seasonal. what does seasonal mean whatever 
That doesn't work for an audio podcast, Chris. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to how to explain uh, it. Like, it's what does seasonal mean? Every four months? That's quarterly. Or yeah, yeah that's, or every year. <laughs> or, yeah, whatever. I don't know. And with with Dragon Age on the horizon, yeah, I just feel like this is going to be Rosemary's baby. They're going to try to yep. push it to the side, pretend it's not there. Um, I, don't, I think I think a big reason why it went, uh, what did you call it, EA Access? Yes. Is because Destiny 2 is dropping um, their newest expansion, Shadowfall, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And Borderlands 3 just came out. Yeah. And they need to find a way to but Destiny works. Back. Destiny works on free-to-play because of all the content it has. Yeah. But Anthem ain't got shit. <laughs> yeah. So. We know. <laughs> yeah. So also, too, like at this point, like if you were handed Anthem or Borderlands 3 and you didn't know the history of Randy Pitchford, would you, which one would you play? Probably got to go Border with Borderlands 3. 3. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, knowing, knowing Randy Pitchford is still a douchebag. If I'm being handed it for free, I'm still going to pick Borderlands three over it. Yeah, because it's Borderlands. Like, it's just more Borderlands. So, but Borderlands is all right. Yeah, uh, they also have not appointed another head uh, ever since Ben Irving left uh, in August. They still don't that know. Is true. They still don't know who the fuck's in charge over there. <laughs> like, like, I wouldn't be surprised if within the next six months they just leave it as is, and there'll be a few people that jump in. Mm-hmm. Just for old time's sake, revolving doors. Yeah, that's that's it. They they play it so that they play the main storyline, and I'm going to hold my promise that once this game goes down to ten dollars, I will pick it up. I'll pick it up too. I, I will play it because it because I mean just thinking about it too, just like you're Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Like that's really cool. You're different classes of Iron Man. You're Magic Iron Man. Like wh- how does that not work? Like. Like I mean, obviously we know because we've been covering it every fucking week for the last. I, I remember when the big article from Kotaku first dropped, and we had that big conversation. I remember. And I remember seeing the E three trailer. Holy shit! Yeah, and the first when we saw the E three trailer is when the rest of the development team saw the E three trailer. They oh, were just like, God. "Well, what the fuck is this?" They're like, "This is cool. Who made this?" <laughs> the fuck's an anthem? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I remember everyone up at uh, up at work was just like, you you play an anthem, everybody's playing it, like it's gonna be the next big thing. And I was like, Nah, man, Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want to play Monster Hunter? No, all right, fuck off. So, I don't know. After the- after Mass Effect Andromeda, I'm just like, mm. man, the faces in that are fucking terrifying. <laughs> they fixed it. It's just it's not a good. Game. It doesn't matter. It's in my brain. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> speaking of Borderlands. Uh, speaking of Borderlands, Borderlands 3 players are losing their save data. Uh-oh. Uh, so for the PC release of Borderlands 3, a lot of Twitter users have been calling out to Epic Games and to Borderlands, uh, to Gearbox, saying like, hey, what the fuck, man? Uh, in some cases, it's like, you know, maybe you lose save data from like an hour 45 minutes some users are reporting like six hours of progress just gone to the wind completely gone 
Uh, a lot of blame is being pointed towards the Epic to Epic Games cloud system. Twitter users have reported that activating the cloud saves either completely wipe their progress mm-hmm. or reset their progress to an earlier save point. What if I always told uh, you, Chris, what pisses me off the most in this world is wasting my goddamn time. That, yes. That, <laughs> it was somewhere there. I was just like, how, how do I throw the dart? I thought it was just the like, right there's answer. so many things he talks about. <laughs> <laughs> He hates everything. <laughs> uh, a 2K thug, and I say thug specifically, has responded to IGN's request for the comment. Request for comment with the following: We understand just how frustrating the situation is for those who have been affected. So we're working with our partners at Epic to monitor the situation and ensure that the issue gets fully resolved. We are listening closely to our community and its players, and we'll continue to do all that we can to ensure the best experience possible for everyone. We promise we will not show up to your door. We promise we will not stalk you. Boy. Yada, yada, yada. And this, uh, so everyone also thinks, too, that it's only when you choose the cloud uh, save feature. No, it's not. No. According to uh, Twitch streamer Elixa, Elixa? I don't know. Elixir, Elixa. Okay, there we go. Elixa. Uh, She chose the physical option to save her game and she also lost her data yep no this is this is a pc thing yeah excuse me i said she i'm gonna rephrase that they i don't know if it's a she or a he so they whatever yeah uh but yeah also too people were like uh well this is potentially due to i don't maybe epic just maybe their uh client can't they didn't set everything up properly so this is not making epic look very good for their you know, a lot of people are arguing like, "Oh, this wouldn't have happened on Steam." Yeah, there's there's a few digs out that I don't I don't know. I think those are just low jabs underneath is. the belt. So yeah, you're you're trying to kick them while they're down, which I mean, yeah, good for you. But yeah, I mean, I have never mm-hmm. avidly sat there and played a Borderlands game. Borderland always looked really cool, but I never wanted to sit down and play it. Uh, I'm not big on first person shooters, mm-hmm. so it just didn't really appeal to me. I like RPGs and Borderline, Borderlands scratches that itch. Uh-huh. I played the first Borderlands for about 10, 15 hours, and it was it was okay. They say two's like We're, the best. Yeah, Borderlands two I played on the three sixty, and my only memory really playing that was I had my senior Marines tell me, "Hey, we're playing Borderlands 2. I said, "Okay." I'm level one. He was like, "Don't worry, buddy. Uh-oh. We're gonna catch you up." And so they threw me into their game, and you, they were just like, just go sit in that corner. Oh, and, and they uber lived. Whatever comes out. And they carried me from, like, level 1 to level 70-something. Oh, my God. They gave me a few. Go- yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And it was all of that, like, an hour or so. Jesus So they Christ. leveled me up to, like, the 70s. They give me some guns, and then we never played ever again. Yeah, you got, to, you got the old Diablo uh, farming trick. Yeah, you get that itch for Diablo and you got that one buddy that always plays Diablo and they're like, all right, I'll power level you. You get to level 70 and then you just don't ever play it again. <laughs> I it's not my fault. I tried to be like, hey, when we playing again? Oh, when, you know, so and so is done with his fucking divorce. Oh, OK, cool. Oh, OK. So never. <laughs> but uh, it's the Marine Corps for you. Yeah, that that's all we really got to say about that, because we really want to talk about this next story. Like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So can we just say it? Like, fuck Billy. Fuck it. Not Billy Hatcher. Billy Mitchell. Fuck Billy yeah, Mitchell. Fuck Billy Mitchell. 
Fuck Billy Middle. Okay, I'm gonna fucking make fun of you now. That's four times you fucked up in this podcast with your voice. I didn't <laughs> fuck up Billy Mitchell. You did. Billy Hatcher, shut up. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Billy Mitchell is in the news again. King of Kong's Billy Mitchell high scores are wiped out by Twin Galaxies. And if you we want to get a little biased, rightfully so. So, a uh, little story about this. If for audio well, listeners, that's that's old news. That's that's not why we're talking about this. Oh this yeah, it's the lawsuit that yes. uh, he the the counter lawsuit that he's doing towards uh, Guinness, uh, not not the beer company Guinness, Guinness Book of World Records and yeah. Twin Galaxies. Uh, he's doing which he, fuck them too. Yeah, he's uh, pursuing legal actions on it. So. Apparently, I pulled up the wrong article, so I'm going to pull this over back over to you. So you have the right article pulled up. <laughs> okay, so the the thing is, is that about a year ago, uh, a YouTuber by the name of Apollo Legend yep. came out with a 15, 20-minute video. Actually came out with a series of videos. Uh, he first started going after an individual, and if I can find the name, that would be great. The, but The one for Billy anyway, Mitchell is called The King of Khan. Which no, I, no, no, I'm talking about the actual individual at Twin Galaxies where all of this shit started. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really, at the end of the day, it's really not that important. But besides that, um, Twin Galaxies has been up in controversy for within the last two to three years because a lot of the people who are internal to Twin Galaxies have been putting out crazy fucking records. Dumb um, records. <laughs> Like, like stupid records that you cannot physically get in that game. Um, the individual that I'm trying to remember his name, he did he w- had a record for the game Dragster. I think that's what it was for the Atari 2600. Uh, was and it he? Was it Todd? Uh, Todd. I've got it. Uh, Todd Rogers. He held records for Centipede. He held records for Pac-Man. He held records for Dragster. And what really brought him down was Dragster and another like flying game but that's not really all that important anyway but what he his claim was is that he was able to get like a 5.1 in dragster which is impossible but he claimed that he skipped the second gear so the way that the game works is that yeah you'll have the countdown and then you have to time when you switch from first gear to second gear to third gear to fourth gear all by pressing buttons. Right. He says that he's able to skip second gear and go straight into third, which gave him the 5.1. Okay, show me in real life. Show me in front of me. Was not able to replicate then it. Then fuck off. The 5.4, but he wasn't able to get the 5.1. Fuck like, off the, if you can't show the me. Timing may be stupid, but his proof was that he showed a picture, and it was signed off by somebody who worked at Twin Galaxies. Oh, surprise. While Todd Rogers also worked at Twin Galaxies. Was it Billy Mitchell? <laughs> no. But Billy Mitchell, on the other hand, yep. he was a big Donkey Kong player. He was a big Pac-Man player. He had records in both of them. He put a lot of money into Twin Galaxies. His name was all like over he, that company. All over it, investments, whatever. So when he had his records taken in, I believe Todd Rogers was one of the people who mm-hmm. took in his records, yep. along with other people who have been arrested for. Oh, I've got this shit. Say, I've got this shit broken down on my fucking yeah, word document, yeah. dude. <laughs> just, just undesirables. Yeah. What, what have you? There was well, three, three scores specifically for Billy Mitchell. 
Go for it. All right. So the three scores. So uh, the whole ordeal is it was brought to light in February, early early this year, after an investigation by Twin Galaxies that three of the Mitchells, three of Mitchell's high scores were falsified in some manner. Uh, using emulators such as MAME to complete his 1,400,000, no, I'm sorry, 1,047,200 score and his 1,050,200 score with a combination, like the reason that you were even able to see that they were used on MAME was because of the video. Depending on how like the arcade Donkey Kong renders the stuff, it kind of renders everything kind of like a curtain, like a curtain's opening up. But the way MAME does it, it does it like, I think it's like left to right or something like that. And if you go back and watch those videos that he submitted, which, by the way, he submits like right before the counter's down. And, of course, they mm-hmm. take it with with no questions asked. Well, there were questions, but they didn't have answers to them. But it's Billy Mitchell, so they took it. Anyway, from these two scores, it is proven that you can see that he is using a MAME emulator. Right. And on the second one, the 1,050,000 one, it's even more because the first one didn't have audio. But the second one had audio, and you could see just fucking splices all through it and, like, empty fields of no audio and all that shit. I'm like, dude, does Billy Mitchell, like, think we don't fucking know how computers work? And then the third one, this is the one I wanted to bring up, the biggest one of all, his final score, which is, like, his personal best, 1,062,800. There's no video of it. It was the only way that it was signed That's off. That's how Twin Galaxies worked. Yeah, and there's no video of it, and the only person that saw it happen was the referee, and guess who it was? Todd Rogers. Todd fucking Rogers. So, like, this just smells of fucking cod and catfish because it's so goddamn fishy. First of all, that is the worst fucking... Fuck off! ...way to describe it. <laughs> Secondly... You gotta understand, Billy Mitchell has built his entire image around fucking being good, being the best at Donkey Kong. He's had documentaries done on King of Khan. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, he was based off of um, his character was based all in Pixels. No, 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 no. In uh, well, yeah, maybe Pixels, but I thought you were talking about uh, regular show. Regular show too. Yeah. Which he sued that on too. that one and lost. But that was that was after. Like he sued for, you know, having his likeness used yeah. in the regular show, which they were just like, fuck you, fair use. Yeah. But that wasn't the point I was making. Like, he is known for being the Donkey Kong guy. Yeah. And the the biggest issue that I'm, that just shows that it's fucked up or that just shows that he's being a con is after he finishes Donkey Kong, they said that he's switching over to Donkey Kong 3. Oh, that video. <laughs> and they pull the board out. And it was like, and he, like, it's it's really weird because it was like, yeah, we're pulling the Donkey Kong board out and replacing it with the Donkey Kong 3. And he pulls it out. And then they, like, stand there for two seconds. And then they, they put the same board It looks back like a in. fucking snuff film. <laughs> and it's like, what are you fucking doing? And everyone's looking. It's, like, really fucking awkward. Yeah. Why did you make this? really awkward. Like, why so, did you make this video? Tr- <laughs> because they were trying to cover their tracks. To say it was like, oh, no, we changed the board. No. It looks the exact same. And if you watch Apollo Legends yep. uh, video. video or analysis on it, he shows you what a Donkey Kong 3 board looks like. He shows you what a Donkey Kong board looks like. Donkey Kong. They, oh, yeah. Donkey Kong Jr. is Donkey Kong 3, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe. I, I think so. Um, but it is super fishy. It is it is super sketch. Yep. So they were called out on it after the analysis was done. They 
I think they did take it to court and they were just like, no, you're, you're a fucking cheater. And that's that. Um, but now Billy Mitchell is threatening legal action over vacated Donkey Kong scores. Uh, the lawyers demand retraction from twin galaxies, Guinness, or they'll sue. Um, this comes off of the heels of after Apollo legend came out with his video, mm -hmm. Billy Mitchell went after him. And that's why Apollo legend went on hiatus for 10 months. To oh a shit. Year. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he disappeared. He didn't say anything after that. I don't know if like there was a settlement, what the findings were. There's there's been nothing. What on the fuck that. does Billy Mitchell do that like makes him so fucking powerful? I think that he's just invested his money into a lot of different establishments within this sphere. He is technically a public figure. So I mean he has to have money somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he does these public events where he'll go around the United States playing Donkey Kong and showing off his skill. But the thing was, it's like, we already knew that you were one of the best ones. You, you've you held the record. Yeah. I don't know how many times you've had it, but you, we know you as the Donkey Kong guy. Why go ahead and do this? Because his ego is that fucking big. Oh, yeah, his ego you, is ridiculous. If you watch if you watch King of Kong, the, the film, it's about this individual who is trying to beat his score, who's trying to get the world record in Donkey Kong. Steven and something, focus, I think. Yeah, they focus on Billy Mitchell because he's the current record holder. I think what ends up happening is Steven beats the record, comes out on top, and then that day... Billy Mitchell beats his own. That's this game. situation. That's the first score that we're talking yeah. about where the score yeah. gets sent in like 10 minutes before the cutoff. And it's just a video with no sound mm -hmm. and all that shit. So I don't know, man, like that is that's crazy. But, anyway, what this is all coming from is that. Uh, there has been analysis that's pointed out that several technical disparities um, between the footage of Mitchell's tapes and how natively rendered the game performs frame by frame, yep. like what the differences are. Um, Billy Mitchell's legal team has come with a plethora of rebuttals and evidence um, going into as far as like signed affidavits of people witnessing saying no billy mitchell would never do this that's billy not mitchell proof it's not proof but i mean it looks like they're trying to lean in more into his character than what's actually being shown what what the proof well because the is. thing is if the proof comes out and it's like yeah i did do it then he's just destroyed because he is gone yeah. i mean he's like i've never even used mame i don't know what you guys are talking about like here's the thing if if he just came out and said that he used MAME for ease... I'm fine with it. That There would be no issue whatsoever. Can you claim a record off of it? No. But in most cases... Well, yes, because Twin Galaxies I mean, has a fucking category for MAME. Sure. But the thing is that each, each MAME ROM file can be manipulated to do yeah. what you want. So, I mean, there's, there's obvious, like... You know, we prefer the original version, but if you can't get the original version, you have it on MAME, just play it off of MAME. There would be no issue, at least in my mind, yeah. if you were to just come out and say, I played on MAME. None. Done. But you, you try to pretend that it wasn't. You've made this so much like bigger. Legit. And you have to think it about it, too. To like Maybe he. this is exactly what he wanted, though. 
So, because his ego's so fucking big. That's the whole uh, regular show thing. He's basically just a head with arms and a legs. <laughs> because his ego's so big. And when he loses, he just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But there's a Google Drive for the retraction letter coming from yeah. Manning and Cass, which is his lawyers. And it's like, this letter demands that both Twin Galaxies and Guinness Book of World Records retract their claims against Billy Mitchell and immediately restore his achievements and good name. Attached to the letter is via a link full of evidence, which proves the claims of Twin Galaxies and Guinness are false. Um, this evidence includes witness affidavits, historical documentation, scientific evidence, gameplay analysis, expert witnesses, and Walter Day's letter with sworn affidavit. Due to the overwhelming evidence, neither Twin Galaxies nor Guinness World Records can possibly refuse this retraction request and claim to be acting without constitutional malice. Now, you can look at the fucking videos that he submitted and see, like, fucking Apollo Legend does it. He shows exactly how it happens. Like, I'm hoping that this does go further and they do press charges. And I want to see if information on Apollo Legends uh, situation analysis comes out. Yeah, I'd be really interested for that. Well, that's just too. If you look at those tapes too, the the entire like every time if you look up at the score and I watched them, you look at the score and it's always just like flickering and fucking doing weird shit, stuff that you wouldn't happen on a regular arcade cabinet. I mean, it could, but it's very, on the board. it's very coincidental that he, like, it's, it's just too, like we said, it's too fishy. It's too fucking fishy. Yeah. So yeah, I hope more shit happens. Cause I want to talk about this more. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember when I, when I did this on a previous podcast, I brought up Billy Mitchell. My guest was just like, who the fuck is he? Oh I'm my like, oh. God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway. Enough, enough about scumfuck. Uh, Moving on. All right, E3 sucks. Podcast yeah. over. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, E3 2020 pitch propo- proposes overall overhaul with Q2. I don't want to hear shit about my reading. I'm, <laughs> I've am uh, i been drinking wine, so shut up. Uh, proposes overhaul with Qtainment, new floor plan, and industry-only day. Uh I'm going to be honest with you. There was a lot of articles you sent on this. Uh, yeah. So I did skim over some of them, but I saw here it is right here. The first one, uh, the ESA is hoping to turn E3 into a Gamescom like festival and an additional 10,000 consumers may pack the LA convention center. The ESA is trying to rebrand E3 as a fan media and influencer festival for next year's event. I fucking hate the word influencer. So much <laughs> you and scotty both man it like this is so st- that's oh god i've seen the horror stories of businesses especially on like instagram and you know instagram's a pretty big place for like small businesses just to be like hey especially like cooking businesses and shit like that and they're yeah they get contacted by like media influencers that are just like mm-hmm. i represent this person and we're not gonna pay you but we would show you on our on our instagram page i'm like fuck off give me money <laughs> I can't pay I the can bills see, with likes. <laughs> look, I can see some of the appeal to it, but it's not for everyone. This is the whole thing of working for uh, for uh, not experience, but working for uh, help me out. What is it like uh, showing off like an artist? Like when an artist, someone's like, oh, I want to I want I'm not exposure exposure. There it is working for like exposure instead of actual money. 
That's yeah. what, that's what influence. Like I'm sorry. Anyway, back to what E3 is going to be, uh, apparently. But uh, they're trying to bring in more celebrities, like they did. Like I saw someone post earlier, like, "Oh no, I think Keanu might have backfired on us, guys." <laughs> yeah. Uh, people were saying like, "Yeah, hey, let's let's bring in like the 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 Cleveland Cavaliers." And have them play, you know, an NBA match. Yeah, I saw that with the, the, the LA them. Lakers too, playing a basketball video game. Yeah, whatever. The fans. Uh, they're they're just historically what's been going on is that ever since I believe 2008, after the PlayStation Three reveal, uh-huh. um, attendance to E3 has just plummeted. The importance of E3 has has not held its own weight. Nintendo pulled out and then Sony pulled out. Microsoft tried to carry the show, but still they're not hitting the same numbers that they used to. They've climbed back up from their abysmal numbers in like 2009, 2010. But when you look at all the other trade shows and exhibitions around the world, you got Gamescom, they're, they netted 373,000. You got China Joy, 365. Brazil Games, Taipei Games, they're in the 300s. Tokyo Game Show. Uh, Tokyo Game Show, 262. G-Star Korea, 235. E3, 66,000. <laughs> and that 66,000 was also with the general public. Oh, Jesus. Also, yeah. we have to say, too, now, a lot of the E3 presentations are sometimes cringy. Because it feels like yeah. every time there's a quiet pause or something, you're just like, oh, I'm obligated to clap here or I'm obligated to go woo. I need one mother, one person to just go, boo, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they would be automatically escorted out. So Maybe. Yeah. Probably. I'll go the, and do it. <laughs> the, the other thing was is that keep in mind while those numbers were high, um, like, for example, with Gamescom, that's 373,000 over the course of three days, four days. Yeah. But still. Okay, so that number is lower. But E3 is a three-day event or a four-day event. Yeah. Like. So 66 for three days is really bad yeah. compared to the other ones. I'll tell you right uh, now, I want to go to Tokyo Game Show or Gamescom. Tokyo <laughs> Game Show does look pretty cool. Gamescom looks pretty cool, too. But Just because I can actually play games. It's it's not important anymore. Like I understand the appeal of getting influencers and it's something that they've been dancing around with since I believe 2016. Like, do you remember EA's abhorrent uh, E3 show for 2016 when they had that one influencer introducing like a uh, need for speed, like com- completely forgot lines. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's line. I'm like this is live. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was it was pretty fucking bad, but now if they're going for more of like a convention thing, it could potentially save E3, but it's definitely not going to hold the same weight as it used to. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a different. It's like with GameStop, they have to become something else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I used to dream of being able to go to an E3. Nah, I'm good. Not if you go, man. you might get your fucking info leaked out. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Too. I mean, uh, coming off the tails of all that, E3 2019, there was the leak of 22,000 journalists that had all of their shit leaked. And apparently, that also brought to light th- that apparently there was some leaks going on at E3 2004 and 2006. 
I believe it. So you would think would you would it. think like E3 is a pretty big fucking thing. I don't know about back then. How long had E3 been out back then? Oh, E3 had been around since the 90s, and E3 used to be a big fucking deal. Oh. It was a trade show. Yeah. It was open to the press and to companies only. You would think that your um, inf- your security system on people's information would be one of the top priorities, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah, like back in 2005, I believe, they capped out at 70,000, which is the most that they've ever had for an E3. But that's 70,000 of just the press, mm-hmm. companies, yep. Um, the, developers, the homeless people that walked in. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like it was people that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you have E3, and it's a bunch of people that unfortunately don't really matter. I don't want to say that about the fans, but it's the reality. Yeah, it's it's people who are not movers and shakers in the mm-hmm. industry. So I, f- I forgot I have. We'll see what happens. I, I forgot I typed this out, but I have to say it now in the, the first column. This was at the end of my notes and I was just tired mm-hmm. and I went E3 states restructure that would include more celebrity interaction along with focusing on influencers and other dumbass shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I legitimately wrote in my notes. I was just like, fuck this. I don't know. It's it's dumb. Listeners, it's don't wa- don't try to go to E3. Go to these other ones. These other ones seem cooler. Go to PAX. Let us live through you. PAX I've been, anything. I've been to PAX South. PAX, but I only went to PAX South to go see the Proto Men live. Because when I got there, the floor show was closed. Because it was like mm. 7.30 at night on the first day. And uh, that was like 8 or 9 by the time I got there. So You only went to PAX South for one day? Well, I only went strictly to go see the Proto Men. I didn't want to go see anything else. Because I wasn't big into any like video game journalism back then. So I just went okay. strictly just to go see them because I was like, I want to see the fucking Proto Men. And I got to see Bit Brigade and stuff like that, too. So it was really fun. That's cool. Yeah. That's what's up. MC Chris just announced he's going to be in Memphis again. So I might go see him at the end of October. It will cool. be the seventh time I've seen him live. <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to MC Chris. MC Pants from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I want candy, bubblegum, and taffy. Okay. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's you listen dope. to MC Chris goes to hell. He's got some. Okay. He's got some really good skits and some really good songs. He also had a really okay. good album too. He couldn't. He couldn't sell it because it was just every song was a mashup with another song that he really liked. But it's called mm-hmm. Apple Lung, and he just it's twenty two songs of his songs remixed with other like I think there's some Beck songs that were remixed. Uh, Feel Good Inc. by Gorillas at one point. Uh, he has a song about Twin Peaks. Like the show Twin Peaks, okay. Like that song's really fucking good. He read. I didn't know that there was a sh- there was a show called Twin Peaks. That's what Deadly Premonition is based off of. I don't know what Deadly Premonition is. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, I know. We're, only- no, we're playing that when I come to Magfest. <laughs> the only. Twin Peaks I knew about was like there's like a restaurant there's Hooter yeah there's Hooters knockoffs and the Twin Peaks that our local Twin Peaks was like a front for a prostitution ring oh wow that's the only thing I knew Twin about. Peaks was a show that came out I think in 1990 and it was a that was the whole like who killed Laura Palmer and the whole country was like who the fuck fucking uh not Zack Snyder maybe wait who directed Racerhead Mahalan Drive, all those fucking movies. He did that. It's a TV show. Fucking goddamn it. I need you to look it up. I have these screens set up right now to where I can't fuck with anything. I need you to look up who directed Twin Peaks. I don't think it's Zack Snyder. It might be Zack Snyder. 
It's not Zack Snyder. You didn't look it up, did you? No, uh, you're <laughs> asking me. I thought you. I said I need you to look it up. <laughs> you said it. Oh fuck. Oh uh, goddamn. Twin Peaks director. You just sitting there like a fucking deer in headlights. I'm looking at you like you're a marine. You. you need to be quick on your toes, sir. Uh, you fucking serious? Okay, this is real good audio. <laughs> I know it's not uh, Zack Snyder. Da, 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 da. That's the cast. I want to know who did the thing. I've never used IMDb before in my life. Oh my I don't God. know what I'm looking for. Oh, my God. Creators. No, not creators. Stars, no. Cre- creators might have worked. Directed by David. David Lynch. David Lynch. Okay. David motherfucking Lynch. All right. He's. He only did six episodes, though. Yeah, because he got real big and became a movie director. Okay. He did like. Uh, he's done a bunch of weird fucking movies, so. But yeah, oh, this is great. You should watch it. It's like 13, I don't know, wait a minute. You like, I, no, you like. You would like shit like this. This is like, it's really fucking weird. You Just watch it. I can't tell you anything about it. But you should watch it. The problem is okay. I know how it ends, so I've never fully watched all of it, but I, I spoiled myself on it and I know how it ends. So I'm like, ah, shit. If you know how, it's one of those things you watch once. It's like the movie Sixth Sense. Okay. Did you ever watch Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis? No. You should watch that. I don't know. You you got to have it's got to be a certain kind of movie for you, but it's Well, you've you've said this. You can't get into movies sometimes because of that. That is so. true. That is very But true. Sixth Sense is a movie where you see it and you're like, "Oh shit. Okay, I can never watch. I don't ever have to watch this again." Yeah. So, uh Man, I, what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> We were f- wrapping up the news. Oh, okay. I guess this is the part where we go into the shit that we're planning on doing. I've never done a podcast before, so <laughs> uh, shit that I plan on doing. I'm going. I'll be doing clips for the po- this podcast next week, and uh, probably just working my ass off at corporate HQ because I won't be streaming because I'll be in a hotel room. Yeah. Uh, this is the busiest month yep. of the year for me. It's the busiest. Uh, this is month. also the busiest week because it's the week before closeout yep. next Monday. The podcast will probably be delayed for next week's podcast yep. um, because Monday I stay overnight at my place of employment to watch numbers not go over oh the yeah because that's september that's the last day of september yes so you got to make sure that uh you're not overspending your money yeah but that's what happens when you work for a command that has like a dollar budget jesus fucking christ don't worry that's gonna be edited out <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna bleep that out yeah it's like when uh, I was doing the edits. I, I really didn't have to do many edits for the marathon videos, except for the one where Scotty said his fucking address on stream. And it mm-hmm. took me, like, I, f- I found out where it was, and I just, I, I dropped the audio, and I put, you can't say that on television. And then it came, <laughs> and I brought it back up. Because <laughs> it's literally five seconds of an audio drop, and it would just sound really weird. People would be watching and be like, why'd the audio drop right there? And I'll be like, nope, can't say that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm learning a lot more with video editing, and I'm really having a lot of fucking fun with it. So I might, like, it's really I need fun. to get back into it. I've been sitting on I would like this. to get paid for it one day. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. I've been working on this one video, um, but just, of course, I want to make a video during fiscal year closeout. Yep. And so it's just been staring at me the entire so time. So one day, September's the one September's like your the closeout is like the next month like some of the easiest shit ever since you already did the closeout. Oh, bro, I'm going on a whole vacation. Oh yeah, like, I'm flying. I'm gonna go on like a, a two week sabbatical in the middle of October. I'm probably gonna take three days off after closeout because fuck that. Um, October is like non-existent. Nice. And then we got Magfest coming up at the end of the or the beginning of the year. Yeah, which we bought like our tickets quarter, for. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. I'm so excited. We almost for it. lost the room. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, everyone's like, oh, we got to get a room. And I'm just, you and me are like, all right. <laughs> We're good. Good luck. Yeah. Like, I have a backup room <laughs> just in yeah. case. So, but yeah, uh, I'll be playing a lot of Mosh Runner. Uh, I'm taking the PlayStation mm-hmm. 4, so I'll be playing that. I'm also going to be on the hunt for, I got the itch. For looking for video games now. So I'll be checking out video game stores. Uh, I'll be checking out half-price books for old Halloween movies because I want to pick up a bunch on Blu-ray. And, uh, yeah, just going to be enjoying some Austin food, too. I wish I could get some Franklin's nice. barbecue, but you got to get in line at, like, 4 in the morning, and he sells out at, like, noon. Yeah, dude, Franklin's barbecue is where it's fucking at. That's – I got a book for my birthday. I got one of his, like, like bio like, – not a biography, but like how to barbecue bo- cookbooks, and I've just been reading this shit. Like, I've been making ribs, and I'm getting it down. Like, I've started using the Texas style, just salt and pepper to put on the outside of your ribs and your brisket, mm-hmm. and because uh, that's how I like it. You want to make the meat really good and seasoned, and then if you want barbecue sauce, that's an extra thing. You can add that on later. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to perfect that. It's I'm trying to find some oak wood that I can use for my smoker, and it's the fucking hardest thing to find oak wood in this area. I might just not be looking in the right spots either. So, I mean, have you tried Amazon? I have, but I'd rather just get local. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. You might strike out, man. <laughs> might just drive down to Texas just with someone with a truck and just get a fucking because oak's all over Texas. So. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, that's all I got. I'm tired of talking. It's hot as shit in this room, so I'm ready to turn this air conditioner back on. It's feeling like Sky's uh, townhouse during the marathon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Get out of here and have a good week. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubburst Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubburst Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubburstpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description.